0: Today's special guest is Daniel Coy. He is a celebrity stylist who specializes in wigs for both TV and Broadway and all kinds of things. Um, He is so fun to talk to and to listen to his story and very passionate about sharing all of his knowledge for wigs and pieces and all of that stuff. So welcome, Daniel. Hi! So thanks nice to for have you having me. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm so excited to chat with you. I I hosted a two-day um, virtual hair show called Revival, and we were able to bring Vivian McKinder and um, Nick French, who are awesome at pieces and avant-garde work and Naha, award-winning stylists. And for the, the stylist like me that's never done any of that competition work. I've never worked with any kind of wigs or mm-hmm. pieces. So I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by all of it. And I can't wait to hear how, how did you get here? How did this all start?
1: Oh my gosh. So, I mean, my mother was a hairdresser. I have to like give the, the props up to my mom. Uh, she really did. Like we had a salon in the basement. So when I was really young, I would play with all her little wiglets she had um, and wigs and stuff. So she would do for her clients. So that's where it kind of started and like the, the hair bug bit me. Um, so, and then from there, I kind of went, I went to beauty school. I was also a drag queen at one point. So it kind of like two worlds collided, but I loved theater. Theater was my passion. I always wanted to work on Broadway. Um, be it on stage or off stage. I mean, it really didn't matter. Hold the lights, paint the set, whatever you want. Um, so I went to beauty school, got in, uh, um, and then I loved wigs. So I would do wigs for drag queens. And so these big, huge, over-the-top teasing wigs. And then I hated working in a salon. Um, I worked in the salon for like, oh, let's say a year give or take, like it was just a year and it was just too much to, I mean, uh, not enough reward for the payoff type of thing, especially mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm like very much theater invoked. So I actually quit hair altogether and I went into makeup. Uh, so I worked at Lancome for a long time and there like uh, one of their artistic um, directors was like, oh, hey. You do hair. I'm like, I do. Um, why don't you come do some hair? So I did a couple of their ads and stuff like that. Uh, but then his roommate at the time was working on Spring Awakening on Broadway with Leah Michelle, and they needed a replacement because Leah Michelle fired her hairdresser. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> so that was like my first, like, like that's that's how I started. I started at the top a little Some like it's, yeah it was like everyone wants to know like oh well how do you what's your steps and like how did you what how did you go I'm like just start on Broadway um and then I just went higher so it I am not the typical like version on how to get into the industry it is about who you know it is about your skill set um because I did so much drag hair that when like they were talking to me um the department had like oh you do drag hair oh you're fine come on let's go so he's like great so that kind of gave me like a, a foot in the door so to speak and then I was licensed because to be in the the union because there was a hair union for hair and makeup for tv film and broadway um it's hair and makeup you have to choose one you can't do both crafts because that will be taking oh, a job from someone so you can do one or the other uh broadway it depends on the contracts of the stars and the the show but most of the time you can do both uh when i worked on shows i was requested to do both because they only wanted one person touching them um so it just grew from there really uh 23 broadway shows later um then i started some tv hair which once another one which is weird i did uh, i got a phone call from uh a producer who's like oh jeff goldblum has requested you to be his hairdresser i said oh do i know him <laughs> and okay another thing i am the worst with names like the blonde hello natural blonde it goes to the root like 100 i do not know anyone's name like i actually have to do research every time someone comes into a show where i need to like because i'm like what am I doing to your hair? Sit in my chair. Let's get this done. Um, you know
0: what, though? I think that probably was an advantage for you because from what I've heard, celebrities don't like for you to treat them like they are different. They want to be treated like an average client in your chair. So that was actually a good thing that you weren't so starstruck. You'd be dropping oh. your comb. You'd be all awkward.
1: Yeah, no, I I wish I could say, oh, there was any like, no, I, I don't. I never expect to get this far in life. I just want to put that out there. Like I'm 21. I'm like, I'm past 21, you know? And then, you know, 23, (laughs) I'm on Broadway. I'm like, all right, God, you can take me now. I did my everything I wanted. So then I had to like do bigger goals, bigger objectives, like learning new things. Um, And I mean, most of my on Broadway, all you do is, is wigs like that is what we do. They're custom made. Um, Most of the time, if the show is really good, when like someone gives like a backstage tour and they come to the, the wig room, they're like, there were wigs in the show. Da-da-da.
0: We did our job. I'm amazed at how they stay on when they're flipping <laughs> around and doing all the dancing, that there's no telltale sign that that is a wig. You know, I've only worn the typical cheap Halloween store wig yeah, and yeah. I can't wait it off my head but (laughs) you do a fabulous job at at doing that and making us really believe that that is that person's hair Uh, it's crazy
1: yeah our i mean our my number one job when i look at like theater and all that is we need to make sure the illusion is there you know i know on the market for like just to bring it into like like salon terms like people are used to like the the 360 frontals or the the lace front wigs that are out there on the market. And they're technically not really a lace wig. Um, it's a fabric. So it, there's a little bit of difference between like a commercially made wig and then a custom made wig from lace from scratch. You know, so with the wig from scratch, we actually take a bubble of the client's head and copy each hair individually, their whole hairline. So when we put it on them, it matches perfectly. So, in for like a Broadway show, one person can play up to 12 different characters, you know? So the production would not have to pay 12 different people to play, you know? Like, as every hairdresser knows, put a bang on them, they look to- totally different, you mm-hmm. know? Or like, oh, put them in a blonde and then put them in a brunette, they're gonna be look totally different. So that's really how we we kind of like get into all of that. And I know we're on a Colors podcast, so I'm gonna throw something out there Guess what? The number one product we use on our wigs on Broadway, or or theater, I should say. Take a wild guess.
0: To change the color. Uh huh. I should know this because I was just telling you about my girlfriend that does this, and I watched her do it, uh-huh. and it was. I was like, Are you seriously putting that on the hair? Mm. Tell me. Put me on okay. the. Okay.
1: Well, um, Rit color dye green okay. that's exactly what it color is. dye yeah yep. i
0: remember saying wait that's the tie-dye t-shirts
1: uh-huh exactly so yeah so what we do is because the lighting is always so warm that we have to cancel neutralize it out so everything would look so like a brown would look more like a red brown than like a neutral brown or even an ashy brown so we would dip them in good old green writ dye you know just so that it could just tone out everything without changing like the highlight and low lights cuz we still want that dimension but the right. overall tone of everything is always so warm so on a doing it on a mass scale you know anywhere between 50 to 100 wigs per show you know we get our our good old bucket of r- dye and dunk them in and because lace is real it won't stain whereas if you do that to a wig you buy like from a manufacturer the lace will be tinted little stain. That's the reason it's a fabric.
0: That's amazing. And when you said you started out because you were doing drag, yeah. What was the initial there's a huge learning curve. If you told me right now, I know you said it to you now. And if I knew someone really famous and they called me and said, we want you on the video for Britney Spears and mm-hmm. she needs wiglets and pieces and all that, I would yep. literally crap my pants. Like I wouldn't have any idea where to be, even begin. So where would you say for someone who may have interest in that, like to me, you know, I do virtual education, I do in-person yep. education. I've never seen wig education. And maybe it's because I'm not looking for it. Maybe, maybe Google has not gotten a hold of my brain <laughs> um having this conversation because you know how that goes. You Google yeah. one thing like 14 million ads for it um so right. where where to even begin
1: I mean I mean personally I was never taught I just want to like put that out there I know I have written two books about it so because there there is no one who does it unless yeah. you you go to London like you know like but then you're learning like to make one wig it takes about 90 hours to make a wig Um, So people don't get that point, like they don't understand that. So I kind of have to like, let them know it's one hair at a time from the back to the front, like we copy the hair, we can copy your swirl patterns, you know, for men, we can just make it look like it like blends right into their head, compared to where most people and Milady as well did not do a really good job at educating about wigs. Most people think it's a a wig is Halloween or a wig is something thick, heavy, you know, all these these things that it's really not, you know? And I feel that's where the African-American community really took a hold of the wig and turned it to a unit. And that's where that word unit came in because wig was such a scary word. And it can be scary if you've never worn a real wig. You know, yes. so once you I wear a wig,
0: You're whip... hot, itchy, get right. this off my head. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I've I've worn them as well. Don't you worry. You know, I can take a ten dollar wig and make it look good, but to have it like real, it's really about getting that hairline to match perfectly. And on in theater, we keep the lace down to the eyebrow. You know, because when you see a wig and you put on like a hard front, we call them, where you're just like you look right to it. That Halloween, it just starts. So we're bringing that illusion all the way down to the top of the eyebrow. And where do most people look? Your eyes, your lips, and your hairline. So that, because we're doing one hair at a time throughout the whole wig, it's gonna, it's the illusion. We're, we're really tricking the eye to look and, they, and a, your body just says, oh no, that's real. So that's like the real thing. That's why baby hairs has come out because like people aren't making real wigs. So they have to camouflage that hairline. So it's just, you might as well just wear a hard front and just pull some baby hairs in front. So I'm trying to destigmatize the word wig. That's been my my little like underline rah-rah kumbah, And uh, I, I hope I'm trying, I'm trying to do it anyway. Uh, one hair at a time, I'm trying to change the world on how they think about wigs. Uh, so that's really the the basis for it. I So if you wanna learn about it, I would definitely, Find out people who do what you want to do. Um, I know the hair nerds, they actually taught me this, is to do a little insta-stalking. Um, I wish I I really didn't have to do it. Like, once again, I'm talking as if I wasn't, didn't get, you know, it's really hard. I love giving information away. And the union and the older union members are really they don't want to give their information away. Yes. They're in a little bit of a, a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't want this amazing craft to die.
0: To die, I, exactly. You
1: know, because if you're going to take all, I learned from Paul Huntley who has done everyone. Like he was the only wig maker, you know, 20 years ago on Broadway, you know? So like, and he's not licensed. He did it all himself. He came over from London and I just watched. There was no... And he's English so dear no dear you know how to do it this way he would literally do an updo with like five bobby pins and then Mm -hmm. hand it to me and be like oh yes dear here you go I'm like but she's gonna do a cartwheel (laughs) 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 you know so then you have to kind of recreate it so my number one job as a hair person for film and tv and broadway is continuity doing the same thing again and again and that's one thing that I, I can teach as much as I want, but you have to know your silhouettes. You have to know your time periods. You have to remember what has happened. So um, on a TV show that I work on, that I, I don't get to hear what they say because that's not my job. My job is only to look. So I have a screen about the size of, of our, our, our Zoom meeting mirror here, and that's all I get to watch. So if they fall, if the wind comes and it blows a piece out, we have to reset it at the next scene and hopefully it will match for them to cut match,
0: it. Wow!
1: So you know how when you watch a TV show and you see someone talking back and forth and like they come back and are, bangs? When do they move? Had, she, did she touch her hair so quickly? You know, and then I always <laughs> watch to the end and I call them like, are you sleeping on that continuity day? I'm sorry. Uh, so it's it is fun. It is very daunting. But most of my work is with stunt doubles, you know? Mm -hmm. So I do a huge rental business for other TV and film people who have stunt doubles. So I get sent a photo of the back of the actor or actress's head and I have to match the color. I have to make it look exactly like the actual actress's hair. So I'm, and most of the time they need it by like tomorrow. You know? That is so
0: interesting. I would never even think that that was even a thing, but it makes total sense because you have to believe that that is that
1: actor or actress.
0: And can we just talk about how bad some of the color it, like I watch these Netflix shows and I'm thinking (laughs) of all the colorists on planet earth, who the hell did her color? Like some of it is so bad.
1: I, I wish well, two things. I wish we had more time in the industry to actually do it, but sometimes we are just given what the actress come with or the last hair person who had them really ruin their hair for a show. Or, I mean, I've been through the get in the gamut with my actresses. Like I'm in um, one person's contract that they only will get a wig from me. So I will get an email that says, Daniel, handle this and it's just the department head's phone number. So I'm like, all right, so the wig's coming. What do you want it to be? Cause you're gonna get what I give you and she's gonna love it. So just let me know what you want. So it's really much that working together and like trying to create the design that they want um, as the department head, but then also help the client. Cause I'm known for the, the, working with the more difficult people. So when in doubt, they call me in. I was just sequestered for two and a half weeks uh, to work on a Netflix show, actually to work two days to work with one actor. (laughs) So um, it's really about, you know, the, the camaraderie and how you work with someone. You know, I was taught that you are as good as your weakest link in your room, in your hair room or in your salon or wherever you are. and. I can teach hair. I can teach wigs, but I can't teach someone to be nice. I can't Mm -hmm. teach someone to be happy. I can't teach someone to have a positive outlook on life. I would rather hire someone who has that already and that go-getter attitude and be a mediocre hairdresser. Because to be honest, I could do it just as quickly and just hand it to you and you can put it on. Absolutely. So so that's, I mean, and that changed for me on Broadway. There was a a department who really like told me that and li- I cried in the interview. I'm like, oh, you know what it's like because we're in this small combined space. I know right now Broadway is all shut down. Uh, film, I go to work looking like I'm ready to like cut someone's head open uh, with the mask and the shields mm. and the body um, cover and the gloves. It's a different world. It's a different world. Um,
0: well, when you said you have to do the the um, stunt doubles hair color and you have to. Yeah, so yeah, she- time. I know you shared that fun tip about the uh, RIT dye. Um, What about the stunt double? Is it that you're creating a custom wiglet or are you dyeing the person's actual hair and cutting it to look like the actual actor?
1: Okay. So just like, um, it's a very small community of stunt people, So most actors don't want to jump off a building. They're not going to get blown up. They're not going to be in a car crash or they don't know how, (laughs) you know, and that we wouldn't want them to either. I know an actress who doesn't run. Um, So any running scenes, they have someone who comes in and runs for her. Um, So I normally do wigs. Wigs is the biggest like saver of time because time is money Uh, on, on if you work for me, you get half an hour to do your hairstyle, you know, unless it's like a period piece and I maybe give you 40 minutes, um, but half an hour. You should be able to blow dry, curl, put it in a ponytail in half an hour. It's a oh, cop I'm show. I'm
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating just thinking about that.
1: <laughs> and then we don't know what they look like, really what they come in with. I try to text them ahead of time to get a selfie. So we never know. Um, but to make it so that it could be anyone. Um, I guess our big, my, for me, it's like the, the child actors. Um, they can only work, you know, 10 hours on set on the clock. So then when they leave, they normally hire someone the same size as them. And then I'll just ca- copy their hair. So we'll get all the shots from the back. So you never see their face. So hey, it's Daniel, just like. You're
0: ruining me because. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, COVID has made me a couch potato marshmallow. Yes. Like Netflix addict. 100%. Um, I'm running out of you know how many series I, are on I Netflix. Do. The Crown but,
1: is a really good one right now. The hair is really beautiful. The um, Crown. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see them
0: needing a lot of your your uh, <laughs> master masterful talent. Um but I already can't stop staring at the color of the actual actor. Now yeah. I'm going to be looking for the body double to yep. find the difference please, in the, please. in the back of the head shots, you know, it's, it's, it's the best. Um, I um, love meaning. it. So, I,
1: <laughs> I, well, you can write it off because now you can't enjoy it. You're using it for work purposes. So make sure you write it off on your taxes at the end of the there year. There you I <laughs> <laughs> just you need know, to throw that out there because I can't watch anything. Cause so I'm always looking at, Oh, what did they do? How did they do that? How are they making things look as realistic? Cause on some shows it's like, she did not do that ponytail. I know there's not one woman who's wraps their ponytail with their own hair around it. Never.
0: Yes. yes. Never.
1: (laughs) They throw it up and they're lucky if they get out the door. So uh, the shows that I've worked on, it's a little bit more organic. It's not as polished. um, And that's really one thing like a wig can really give that away if it looks too good, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's why my, I like, I like older wigs, you know, um so people out there who want to like get into wigs like the older the wig the more worn it is like it looks more natural there's a little bit of frizz to it just to give it that realism you know and uh, I'm sure there's breakage but like I've had wigs you know 15 years now I'm wow. still renting them out I'm still making stupid money on them and so you know uh, yeah that's the So you
0: rent them to the studios the that yeah.
1: got it yeah so I I well, it's not really the studio, it's more the department head. So I get really close with department heads and other hairdressers. So like one day I'll be the department head on one show and then my show ends and I'll go work on another show and I'll be, you know, background, or I'll be like, you know, like this last one, just a personal for one actor. So we kind of, you know, the ego really needs to be out of the game. it doesn't happen but it should be should so be. <laughs> it kind of goes up and down and around and you want to kind of like you could be anything you could be you know designing one show and then the next show you're literally I'm doing wigs and just you're just renting wigs from me you know so you, you you can't really get stuck in this like I'm this or I'm that it's like no I'm here to create I'm here to create beautiful art so that someone who watches this show can like not be in their their little hellhole. They can just come and like get transformed in the world of whatever we create, you know?
0: That's amazing. And it keeps you from getting stale and bored, I'm sure. Because if you did the same thing all the time, how much fun would yeah. that be?
1: Broadway really did that because it's the same thing over and over and over again. You know, the same curl, the same spot, and then actors can be very particular. That curl, that wave is not touching my eyebrow like it normally does. Please redo it. (gasps) Yes, ma'am. Okay.
0: In 12 seconds. (laughs) Legit.
1: I had uh, Kate Burton on a show and we made this beautiful new lace wig um, to put on her and it was TV lace and I guess she wasn't used to it. She goes up and she puts her fingers right through it at five minutes to curtain. So I had to go run and get another wig and try to make it into a Gibson girl. It was. Oh my a lot. gosh. How,
0: was... how do you get them switched so quickly? Like when I love Broadway shows. So when I huh? was a scene, the hair is down and tenderly and all that. And then the next scene, it's in this updo and she comes flying back out. It seems like seconds to me. And I'm sure it seems like less than seconds to you. Yeah. But how do you move so quickly?
1: It's a new wig.
0: But is it that quick to get it on and get a position yeah, and get it to like stay 30,
1: on? Like like in Cinderella with Carly Rae Jepsen, I had, we had a 32-second change for wardrobe, hair, and also special effect rigged hair. So I had to change the wig that had the crown attached to it, but the crown was on a spring. So I had <laughs> to hold the spring down and put the bonnet on that had hair curls attached to it. So then she would go do this huge dance number. When I say huge, during, from that quick change to when I see her again, which, uh, this big dance number, then I had to go inside of a tree, put a black glove on, she would roll on the tree. I would grab the Shimada, rip it off. And hopefully I knew I got paid if the crown (laughs) popped up. So like it's the magic. It's the Broadway magic. It's a different world than, you know, behind the chair. And I do want to like express that you can do this. You know, there are theaters all over the country that do this. Um, and also you can help clients too. I do a ton of private clients who, who either want, hate their hair, who have been through cancer and chemo, or who just want something different, you know, or, you know, our good old Halloween. Um, you know, I've done it, I've
0: done it all for them.
1: And what do you all about tell color.
0: clients, I'm starting to be that person. Um, I'm starting with the menopause and the mm. fine hairline. Uh-huh. How, what do you say to them if they don't want a full piece? Like for me, I wouldn't want to get into a full piece, but I also, I'm seeing the difference in that front area. Is mm. there, is there a certain type of like piece by piece extension you can put in that area? Is there, is there something... Unique that you can do just to that because it's in the front. So it's right. So
1: the hairline is the most like tricky spot in the world. So if you, um, I do a ton of men, actually. Uh, I can't say all of them, Um, but if they have like receding hairlines, I call them like eyebrows or I call them eyelashes. So it's just filling in that big piece, but you can have a complete, just, just the hairline made and you could just tack it down right on each side of of your hair, just to fill in the front. Or you can come in with like a little, I'll call it a bang piece, but that sounds too scary I think too, but like a front piece. Um, And when I say these things, I'm using them in the technical terms that people know of them, but they're all handmade. I want that to be like very well, like one hair at a time. It's like latch hooking a rug. I don't know. And so I have to take to it
0: off? Like I'm, when I brush my teeth, take my little piece off? Or is it something yes. that stays on like extensions? Just I
1: like would setting. I would take it off. It's okay. so but gentle. Now I got more
0: body parts to take off at night. I <laughs> like, what the hell? I have on my teeth. But I have a retainer. And I have a, sl- a sling. I have a problem with my shoulder. So I have a sling. So I'm just going to be like the Terminator going to bed taking these pieces off. Oh my but God. I, I feel for my clients now because... I've had women ask me about that for years and, you know, you you become the typical, you You feel bad for them and you're like, no, 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 it, you're not thinning, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, parts like this, right? right? So you're not being honest with them because for me, I didn't have something to offer them. You know, it, it made me feel bad that I didn't have a solution. I wish I had known what we're talking about now. I've done hair for 34 years. I could have been sending women to someone like you and saying, you know, have this little, Piece made because yeah. I can just imagine men when they completely lose their hair, how much loss of control that feels like, because there's nothing that they can do about it. And yeah. it's, like you said, people look at your eyes, your hair, hair. Like this is the first thing that people see when they meet you.
1: Yeah. And especially now hair is becoming such bigger statements with wearing a mask. Um, you know, so like you want your hair to be a statement, you know, and I, Everyone asks me if mine is a wig and it's not. Um, I blow it out every fabulous, <laughs> by the um, way. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but like you still want to have it's your crown, you know. It's the even in film and TV, I think the hair pulls it all together. So whatever the the mood we're trying to set or however you're trying to feel, it is your how you're supposed to like be. You know, and we, as a hair person, hairdresser, stylist person, listening, um, I want to bring out that in them. So my consultations are really big from if it's a client who's doing a personal wig, one on one, like we spend a whole day. I'm like, I want pictures. I have the the inane ability to look at a photo of someone's hairline that they had it in like a ponytail, like, I don't know, five years ago. And now they lost all their hair from chemo. I can recreate their hairline to as That's it awesome. was. Yeah. So it's just those little details and it's such a fine craft, you know, someone sits there and ventilates, you know, hours upon hours. So in my books, I kind of broke it down to like work in like an eight hour frame that you can refront a wig. So you can take those Halloween wigs, but make them look like a million dollars. So you don't have to always go, you know, the prima, the prima hair you know, because if you're treating it right, you're taking care of it properly, you should be able to have it for a very long time. You know, that's the, the real thing is maintenance and how you wear it, control it and like style it.
0: So your books, tell me more about your books. Is it for a stylist who wants to step into this world of wigs? Is it for a a consumer to learn how to ask for what they want in wigs? Who, who was the book written for?
1: So this book is written for the person who loves wigs, who doesn't know wigs, who wants to know like the nitty gritty, who's heard of them or who wants to hear of them. Uh for me it really is the girl who loves extensions okay. and to like bring it to that next level where you can completely change someone's look. You, and doing wigs it is ugh, it's such a great another stream of income to your salon. If you get a wig client in your salon, you can have them to have up to three wigs and you can just wash and reset them at your own leisure. And you just, they just come in and you just keep dropping them off. So you can get into this, you know, just stream of revenue of just washing and resetting wigs for your clients. So that- You just triggered uh, a, a memory hustle. for me. <laughs> when, Uh-oh. You said, Uh-oh. when you
0: said drop them off, I was um, in beauty school and could barely like you said m'lady don't get me started Uh, uh, so I was barely even you know a couple months in didn't really know how to cut yet didn't know anything about color yet and my aunt wanted to kind of throw me a bone she knew I was excited and she's like oh we we were at my parents um beach house and she said oh can you do my hair for me while I'm here visiting and I said sure I'd love to do your hair and she says okay and she pulls I don't even know more a piece. She pulls her <laughs> wig off, hands it to me and says, just give it back to me when you're done. No rush. I could have thought, I mean, I was what, 18, 19 years old. And I just oh looked like, my- what the heck am I (laughs) doing with this thing? And to your point about quality and natural and real, it was a shit synthetic, like (laughs) there was no pulling out the curling iron and putting some curls in there.
1: No, 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 no. So
0: I was just like, is this a joke? Is she setting me up? But, you know, feeling again, like I should know this, I should know more about this. So I've reached out to you because I started out this podcast saying the revival event caused such awareness for the use of pieces, just adding just a couple pieces. People either think right. like, oh, the whole head has to be extensions or the whole mm-hmm. has to be, I mean, sometimes adding just one on each side to give a little- Literally,
1: bit of like I yeah. mean, just the actress that I worked with, Lincoln Rhymes, we just added two sandwiches in the front just to fill in that front piece, you know, and then like it, it can do wonders, just a little bit. You know, if you have the right person, if you have a person who's actually educated and creative enough to think outside of the box of what they're taught in that course, whatever course you take, I don't care if you take my course, if you take someone else's course, I really don't care what course you take and even beauty school think outside of the box. Think about how the client's going to use it every day, how they're going to have to live with it. What are they willing to do? Because to be honest, most people who come to me for a wig, they are not ready for the creme de la creme wig. They are not ready for my Tesla wig that I can make, mm, you know, because they don't know how to handle it. They'll put holes in it. They'll rip it. So you have to make sure you educate your clients on this. This is an education, not just for you that needs to learn, but then you have to pass on that education. Because they are walking billboards. I don't care who it is. You know, you as an artist, whoever's listening out there, I know we are going to make them look phenomenal. They leave our chairs and they look a million bucks. Okay, the second day they get it. Maybe the third if they use dry shampoo, but then they wash it. And then they do it themselves. So they've just been getting all these compliments and they've been saying, oh, Daniel's been doing my hair. Daniel's been doing my hair. They wash it. They reset it. They don't know how to do it. Oh, who did your hair? Now it looks
0: like a, a dead rat. Right. Their head.
1: Oh my exactly. So that's why we want to also invest that into, you know, educating our clients as well. And I think that's sometimes where even as a, a, an artist, where my job is to actually look at their hair throughout the all day. So I work basically from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then I just watch the hair all day long in a chair. Mm. It can't change, it can't move unless we move on to a scene because one episode of like, let's just say the blacklist takes about eight days to, to film. So it could be, you know, and the hair growth. So we have to know how long someone's hair grows. If it's a gentleman, how many days can we go without it starting to look different? So there's just different things that we have to think about on our end, but it's that client consultation once again, and knowing your client knowing who they are and what they want to achieve, like any which way. Where
0: is home for you? Are you in California so that you're close by to where they do most of that?
1: I'm actually in New Jersey. Um,
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: so New York is like a huge hub. Um, Right now, I think we have, well, before COVID, we had 380 um, shows up and running in union shows. Um, And the old IZOD Center, uh, NBC just uh, took over and turned into a Sound Studio, So that's where we just did Lincoln Rhymes Hunt for the Bone Collector.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, you talked about um, stalking Instagrams. I stalked yeah. yours. Oh, no. Um, today, because <laughs> I, I wanted to understand, um, you know, what your background was and, and how you do what you do. And the first picture that popped out was Laverne Cox. I'm a huge Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Character. Um, so I was curious, you know, are they still creating new content, because some shows, like I I noticed This Is Us is starting to, they're wearing the masks, they're doing the hand sanitizer, so they're definitely bringing that into um, the content Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, Do you find that that's what's going on, that if they are currently doing it, they're afraid of being judged if they're not being COVID conscious? I don't,
1: I think it depends on the show itself, because the show I was just on, they had a mid-COVID shutdown, and so we picked, well, they picked back up, but with more precautions in in tow. So, like I said, I literally was sequestered in a hotel for over 10 days by myself in a room Um, just so I can go to set and work with this one individual uh, because the age they were worried about. So I'm gonna assume like period pieces are gonna be very more difficult to do now. Um, Things that have have already been pre-established that are not in the current day. I think that could be a little bit trickier Um, But anything set in the now period or shows that can condense where they don't need to be outside, they don't need to be in big open spaces, um, where they can be on a soundstage um, will be more beneficial. And I just think it'll be that way going forward. Hopefully, this second wave doesn't hit too hard and shut the set Um, up. it's a different world it's a different it's COVID world so i have more ppe than i could ever imagine i wanted um and no one can see my face which i'm a little like i'm very expressive with my face so all you get is my <laughs> eyebrows but then my botox is uh you know kicks in and it's like oh what's the point of having you um <laughs> so then it's like i have to have fun hair uh, but it's really about time in my industry anyway like fast to the point and no waiting
0: Absolutely. Well, share with people how they can find you and your books and your education, because I think that that people are finally catching on to this being the next trend that we should really get serious about knowing how to do for the average. Or just knowing the
1: information. Like, I don't even want to put on, like, you have to know how to make a wig. Like, I don't even want that. I just want you to have the information so that you, you get interested in it and it does spark the creativity. I have people coming to me who are like, 20, 30, 40 years in the business. And they're like, I want to learn how to make wigs now. So that's a, di- it's it's a new spark. It can re-spark your, your career. So you guys, sorry, I, Tandent. I go on tandents. Very bad. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Daniel Koi Official. You can go to Danielcoyeducation.com to get my books. Um, I do have it broken down with Wigging Out, which is all about the, the wig itself, how I deconstruct it, and everything that you need to learn from it. And then I have the business behind wigs is how to actually incorporate wigs into your daily salon. So it gives you all of my tips and tricks. It gives you all of the the back knowledge you would need to run a business with wigs in it. So you can start bringing a new stream of revenue, bringing different clients to your salon, and also giving you a new outlet to get creative, because if it's a slow day, you can always pull out a wig and make it look amazing and put it on the shelf and sell it for a couple grand. Like this can help like bring you to the next level. And then I do have the full master course where you have all of the videos of watching me step-by-step break it down. You do get it for life. I always update it. I love to make a video. Um, So you have all the information so you can create whatever you really want. And hopefully I can inspire you to You know, work smarter, not harder because a wig is a lot of hard work, but um, yeah and reach out onto me any platform find me i'm normally watching hair on the sideline, So I got time to answer <laughs> you back.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And I love you. You're awesome. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you for spending this time. And I hope that everyone will reach out make sure um, it, your last name has an E, correct? K-O-Y-E.
1: K-O-Y-E. Yes.
0: And make sure when you're spelling Koi mm-hmm. that it's with a K <laughs> and with an E and find Daniel and all of his fabulousness. So thank you, Daniel, Absolutely. for being here. And thank you to all of you for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.